we're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. I want you to know life has a way of just showing you how little control you have over it. I am so blessed to be able to come, be in the house of the Lord with you. I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed that you are here, and I'm so blessed that Jesus is here. So I want to give everybody, including Jesus, a hand clap. I love all you guys, especially you, Jesus. God, you're so good. Amen. Let us never take... For granted, the assembling of ourselves together in his name. Amen. Welcome everybody to Redemption Church. That's where you are. If you are wandering around the internet and you found us, you are at Redemption Church in Plano, Texas. We're so glad to meet you. My name is Chris Fluitt, and I'm thankful for everybody in the room and everybody here. Uh, we have a brand new sermon series today. We have a top secret video bumper that is so top secret we're not going to show it to you until next week we're having tech issues can we hear it for our tech team holding it together even when the world's falling apart back there in the tech team but our, our new series is called vibe check everyone say vibe check vibe check what is going on with that what do you mean by vibe what's up with vibe is it a vibraphone? Does anybody know what a vibraphone is? Do you know what a vibraphone? Any Milt Jackson fans in the room? Milt Jackson. See, I studied jazz, and we had to study, like, name all the, all the great jazz people on all these instruments. Vibraphone was one of those instruments, and Milt Jackson was pretty sweet on the vibraphone. It's like, it's like think, think a xylophone, but bigger, and it's actually got a little motor in it that makes it go in a little whoosh sound, like, woo. Ooh, it's like a little tremolo effect. Vibraphone. But that's our whole sermon series. We're talking about vibraphones. Are you, are you excited? That is not what we're talking about. That's not what vibe. That's not the vibes we're playing. Man, I play the vibes. That's not it. No. Our culture talks about the word vibe a lot. Our culture values vibes. Have you ever seen a shirt or a bumper sticker? I've seen it everywhere. It says, good vibes only. Get out of here with your bad vibes, in other words, or, or I'm sending positive vibes. Has anybody seen that? Or even like they pass the vibe check. Have you seen these things? These things exist. If you don't know, Elizabeth, I promise they are out there. I'm not promising you, you would be a better person had you known about this, but I'm just saying it exists. All right. So what is a vibe? We, we need to understand what a vibe is. We're not like getting in some weird like little uh some touchy-feely spiritual new agey stuff. No, we're going to tell you what a vibe is. A vibe is a person's emotional state that is felt by others. The tangible atmosphere created by the disposition of our being. So we said a lot of words there. 
you could just say it this way. It's a practical revelation of a spiritual reality. It's what's inside of you being felt outside of you. Do you follow all that? That's a vibe check. Look at somebody say, I don't know if you passed the vibe check. Do you pass the vibe check? Pastor Marshall's shirt always passes the vibe check. Always. <laughs> Our world values vibes, but I want to tell you today, so does God. God values vibes. Look at this verse. This is going to say something to you. Proverbs 27 and 19 says this. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Your outward life reflects your inward heart. What is that saying? It's a, that's a vibe right there. What, what's coming out of you, it's experienced by other people. You actually don't see your face until you look into a reflection, right? But everybody's receiving your face. They're receiving what your face looks like. And some people have a naturally kind of grouchy face. There's other words for that. We were not going to say that, but some of y'all thought about it. A resting state of grouchy face, let's just say. Here's another verse for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. But thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal possession, procession, sorry, and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Verse 15. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. I want to underline for you that idea of aroma. Paul writes about an aroma, and it's the exact same word that is used for the fragrance that was present when the woman worshiped Jesus by breaking her alabaster jar and her perfume fell upon the Savior. It's an aroma. It's a perfume. It's a cologne. It's something that you smell and it's pleasant. Christ in you should produce a tangible, pleasant, outward aroma. It should give you a sweet vibe. There is, and that, that ought to be something said of Christians. Man, I don't know what it is about that Lupita, but she is such a sweet person. And I'm around her, I just feel better about myself. I feel good when I'm around Jeremy. I'm having a rough day. I look over at Jeremy on the job and Jeremy is even though everything's going crazy, Jeremy's just this rock solid bro and it just he just puts off this fragrance. He puts off this vibe. There's this somebody somebody that's not maybe a biblically inclined would say like this, they've got an energy about them. There's this energy that just flows out of them. I want to tell you Christian we're supposed to have a vibe, a cologne or a perfume of your life. You know how you, a perfume, it, it hangs around even after you've left the room. You realize Christians ought to be like that, that people walk into a room where you were and they still feel the, the presence that you brought to that room, the love that you brought to that room, the joy and the peace that you, the Jesus that you brought into that room. We're talking about a vibe. So what is your vibe? What is your vibe? You think about that. What is it? What is, what, how would people describe your vibe? And then this is a more important question. What is producing 
your vibe. And we're going to be spending a lot of time over this month talking about that. What's producing that aroma of your life? What's producing that energy in your life? What is it that people are looking at your life and going, wow, what is that? What is producing that? Our culture focuses on what they can see, what they can feel, what they can touch, and what they experience. Do you agree? And let me tell you, there's value in that. And we believe in a God that you can feel, you can touch, you can experience. But let us take a step beyond the feel, the touch, and the experience, beyond the vibe, and let's ask, what is it that's producing it? What is it? And search for what is producing the vibe. And today I'm going to talk about two things. Every, these are the two things that produce a vibe. They're on the screen behind me. Do you see them? There are flesh vibes and there are spirit vibes. Somebody say flesh vibes. And there are spirit vibes. All right, now this is biblical language. Not a lot of people would walk around talking about flesh vibes, right? Or, or even maybe, maybe spirit vibes maybe, but flesh vibes. We'll get to that in a second. We'll explain that to you in a moment. But Galatians 5 talks about the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. That there are works of the flesh and there are fruit of the spirit. And what I want you to know today, this is it. Right here, center on this, know this. It's either your flesh or your spirit that is producing what other people are feeling. Flesh and spirit produce their own vibes and we're gonna start with the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 23. This is a place you ought to know in your Bible. You ought to know what this part of your Bible says. Galatians 5, 22 says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. I want to tell you that the best vibes are produced by the Spirit. The best vibes, the best feeling, the best energy, it's produced by the Spirit. I want you to know these, these things. I want to tie them down for you for the rest of this series and for your life. Here it is. That it is tangible, it is possible to experience, it is real, and it is factual. We're talking about the spirit. When we're talking about the spirit, we're not just like, ooh, I just had weird goosebumps about it, and it was just, it was probably nothing. No, it is something. The spirit is something. What it produces is something. It can be tangibly experienced, right? It can tangibly be touched and it can touch you. We're talking about the things of God's spirit. And it is real. It's not made up. Psalm 34 and 8 says this. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It, it, it's one thing to see it. It says, do more than see it. Go take a taste test. I like to go to those places and COVID kind of put a kibosh on that for a little bit. But where they give you taste samples I'm like, well, I don't mind if I do. Kids, y'all grab one. And they're like, but we don't want it. And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. Because daddy likes it. Grab that, all right? We're going we're gonna to taste and see. I want to tell you that it says that the Lord is so real. God, who is the spirit, is so real. You can see and you can taste. 
You can't experience him yourself in the real, in the factual, in the literal, in the tangible. Are you experiencing God like that? When we worship, you ought to feel his presence. You ought to feel his love. When the word is going forth, this powerful word, I'm going to tell you it's more than words on a page. Jesus says my words are spirit and they are life. And when the word of God comes forward, it ought to be something that you can feel. There is a God that we can feel. Are you experiencing? Are you tasting the fruit of God's spirit? Oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. So I want you to know it's real. It's tangible. Next, here's this. You need to learn to recognize the difference between spirit and flesh. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful salvation. But next step, Christianity is now recognizing what is of Jesus and what is not of Jesus. And that's next step Christianity. Everybody should come to faith in Jesus. But then from there, you should learn to walk. And because you've met Jesus, you ought to walk through life going, whoa, that's not Jesus, but this is. Uh, This is my stop. I get off here. Nope, I'm not going down that road. That's not Jesus. You got to learn to recognize Jesus in all things. Recognize him. And then you have to call out your vibe. You need to call it out for what it is. There are things in you that are not of Jesus. Now, we're, it's really easy, and Christians uh, too often want to talk about what is of Jesus and what's not of Jesus out in the world. You know, point out there, point in here, because half of Jesus' ministry was walking around and pointing in people's hearts and going, that's not it. This is it. That's not it. This is it. You have to learn how to call out your vibe as being spiritual, the thing of God, or fleshly, not of God. You got to learn that. You got to put that in your heart. Is that you? Can, you? can you call that out? Can you recognize those things? I'm telling you, as we talk about it, there is some anger that comes up in you, and it is not righteous anger. It's a, just a bad temper. And there's some bitterness in you that's not of God. That's of your flesh. That's of your ego. There are some things that and you that, that you're greedy for things. That's not of Jesus. You have to call those things out. But there are some things in you that are absolutely of Jesus where you get a blessing and you thank the Lord. That was Jesus. Where you see a miracle and you give all glory and credit to God. That that's wonderful. That is the things of the Spirit. And you have to learn the difference between these vibes that are in you, this energy that's in you, these thoughts. That are in you. And then focus on what is producing inside of you. This is the third thing. Focus on what's growing in you more than what is happening around you. Say it one more time. Focus on what is growing inside of you more than what is happening around you. Where's your focus? (laughs) It's probably on what's around you, right? In fact, I posted this uh, this week. And as I was writing it, it felt a little too, too um, egotistical. So I said, to, to-do list this week, and I wrote this, this quote, and it sounded like I thought too highly of myself, so I added number two. Also, I need to pick up milk and bread. <laughs> Focus on what's growing around you more than what's happening in you, and also pick up bread and milk. 
there is a lot happening around you. And yeah, it, it deserves your attention. Yeah, don't forget to pick up the milk, sweetheart, on the way home. But listen, what's happening inside of you, too far, we look past. I've been going through a real struggle in our family. We've been going through physical issues. We've been going through medical issues. We have spent literally more time, in a, at least equal time, in a hospital as we have in a home. It has been a hard, hard situation. And it's so easy to focus on what is happening all around you. And let me tell you, when you focus on what's happening around you, it's either good or it's bad. And when it's bad, it will send you all the way crashing down. But guess what? I started to focus, change the focus. Yeah, I'm in a hospital room, but Jesus Christ is with me in this hospital room. Yeah, I'm in this place and I'm not seeing my prayers answered, but I'm still holding on to faith and I'm still, I'm deepening my trust in Jesus Christ. What is that? That's something happening inside of me. Don't just focus on what's happening around you. Focus on what's happening within you. Do not allow the external happenings to produce your vibe. What if you let the things that are happening around you produce your vibe? If I were letting the things that were happening around me produce my vibe, you would not want to hear me preach today. I'd be sour grapes. I'd be angry. I'd be furious. These are the kind of things. I would not have a good, positive message for you today. You'd be like, oh, Pastor Chris, you need to, you need to maybe take a week off. That's what you would say. That's what you'd say. But let me tell you, some of y'all do it, and y'all don't feel bad about it. You, you've you've got to stop focusing on what's happening around you. Focus on what's happening in side of you and allow what God's doing inside of you let that be your energy let that be your focus let that be your language let that be your praise allow God's spirit to produce your vibe and then you'll watch your external situations change you see God doesn't want to leave you in the bad situation that's not what we're saying at all God wants to deliver you from it he wants to take you out of that but what he wants to do he wants to do an inside work that flows outside. Does anybody remember the time that, that Jesus talks to the, to the Pharisees on how to clean a cup? You remember this? There's a, there's a cup. Anybody ever wash the dishes? Of course you have, except my children who need to get on that. You got this cup, right? And Jesus says, you Pharisees are focusing on cleaning the outside of the cup. But if you clean the outside, you still got a dirty cup inside. You're not going to want to drink any milk out of that thing. But what does Jesus say? He says, you start pouring water on the inside of it. You wash the inside. And as the inside gets clean, it will clean the outside. outside. Did Jesus say that? Do you believe that today? Who wants to clean out the outside? You can, but you start on the inside. You start on the inside. That means that external thing that you need God to change, it starts at your heart. It starts this close to you. That means that you do need to come pray today in this altar for an internal change and that it would flow out of your life and flow on the issues at hand and bring change that way. Allow God's spirit to produce in you and then watch your situations change. Some of you, you need the power of the spirit on the inside of you. 
and not only just dwelling inside of you, you need to have it so full in your life that it is overflowing from you. It is overflowing in your prayer. It is overflowing in wisdom. That you're so full of the word of God when someone comes up with a problem, you're able to like give them godly wisdom because it just flows right out of you. What is that? That is an internal spiritual reality that is flowing out of you. That's exactly what the world would call a vibe. If you don't have enough love, joy, and peace around you, then you need to produce it. If there is not enough love, joy, and peace in your job, Christian, produce it. In your home, produce it. We've all got those people we have to be around. Sometimes it's extended family. God bless you. Don't, husbands, if it's your wife's extended family, do not flinch right now. We're in the danger zone. Don't flinch. Don't flinch. I'll distract them real quick. There's a cell at Macy's later. All right. They, now you're free to flinch. All right. If, if you're in a place, I, I remember I went to some, to some family, some extended family, and that was like, whoa. That was not a pleasant place to be. And it was just like, like they were negative. They were actually racist. I had some, some family extended that, were, that was racist. And being there just felt like, oh, it felt so terrible. But I also noticed my dad would walk right into that place. And he didn't want to be there at all. I'm sorry, dad. I'm just outing you. He didn't want to be there at all. But he loved those people. And he started to produce love in that room. He started to produce laughter in that room. And he started to produce peace in that room and if you were in that room just a few minutes after Clyde Fluid came in he produced his vibe in the room what was inside of him flowed out of him and it changed the room if there's not enough love in whatever room you're in stop complaining about it produce it Lord Produce it in us. We're in, a, we're in a city and a state and a nation and a world that doesn't have enough love. Christians, let's not complain about it. Let's not judge people over it. Let's produce that love. Let's produce that joy. Let's produce that peace. Last, I want on this, this point, I want to focus. I want you to focus on the kind of person you can be to the people closest to you as the Spirit produces. We got some moms and dads in this room. We got, we got some friends in this room. We got some husbands and wives in this room. We got people in ministry in this room. I want you to focus now on the better you you could be for the loved ones in your life if the Spirit would start to produce in your life. What kind of dad could you be? What kind of mom could you be? What kind of spouse could you be? What kind, of, what kind of pastor could I be if I would allow the Spirit to work in my life? And how would that affect the lives closest to me? Focus on the kind of person you can be. Galatians 5, one more time. We'll look at it, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. What vibes are in you? Vibe check time. What, what vibes are, are you giving off these days? If you were to ask, if you were to ask those close to you, what would their answer be? And that would be an interesting maybe thing to look at 
What do you think that would be? What vibes are in your home when you're in your home? What, what is that energy like? What, what's going on in your home? What kind of words are being said in your home? What vibes are in your friendship? And are you a different person to different people? You got to look out for that. Don't be dishonest that way. Don't be a double agent. Don't be one way. Be you in all situations. Be you. That's who God's called you to be. You. And then what vibes are in your church? What vibes are in your connect group? What are, what, what's happening inside of you? And what are, what are you bringing to those closest to you in your church and in your connect group? I love to be at a connect group and see spiritual ministry flow out of someone. That is some of the exciting things. I, I love to see that. It's one thing to minister. I've, at this point in my life, I actually enjoy, enjoy even more seeing it happen through someone else. That it would flow out of someone else in a connect group. And I like to sometimes go and say, hey, what you said right there, that really ministered. That was so good. How that flowed out of you. Let that flow out of you. Let the word of God flow out of you. That's a a beautiful thing. The best vibes are produced by who? The spirit. God's spirit. That's it. So how do we produce the vibes of the spirit? Well, number one, you need God's spirit. Can I tell you something? Not everybody has God's spirit. There are people out there that are quote unquote spiritual. You got to have God's spirit living inside of you. Do you have that? That's number one. You got to have that. Number two, even when you have God's spirit, number two still stands. Here it is. Repent of sin and repent of what sin produces. I'm telling you, you can have the spirit of God in you and still be a sinner. So stop beating yourself up. In fact, when you sin, God's spirit doesn't leave you. And we are so fortunate for that. We are so fortunate that he will never leave us nor forsake us. It's absolute truth. You need God's spirit and you need to repent of sin and what sin produces. Number three, you need to let that spirit overflow. We talked about that. It's overflowing in what you're saying, what you're talking. When When someone's life is overflowing with the Spirit, that means more Spirit is being poured in. Got that? You got a cup of water. It only starts pouring over as something is being poured into it that it cannot contain. Can I tell you God's Spirit is bigger than your container? And when His Spirit pours into you, if you will not shut it off and allow it to keep pouring, it will end up overflowing And it's the kind of mess you want to make. I remember I was a stupid kid in college. It was in my first apartment. And I'm like, I've got to take care of this place. I'm going to go go wash some dishes. And while I'm filling up the sink, I'm going to go over here and make the bed. And I thought I was going to be quick making that bed. I came back and there's water everywhere because it's just overflowing. I'm like, go. I'm like, I would like to say that's the only time I've ever overflowed a sink. It's not. I've, I overflow things. I want to tell you that you need his spirit overflowing in you. It's not enough. I'm telling you, it's not enough to get the revival you want. It's not enough to see the miracles you need. To just say, well, I have the spirit. In 1972, I got the spirit of God. Praise God. It, praise God for that. But you need it pouring into you and flowing over the, the, the lip of the cup. 
You need that. You need that. Overflowing your heart. I want to talk to you really quick about a word that a lot of people go, oh, that, he's totally gone new agey. Here it is. Meditate. Meditate. You stick with me, though. Meditate. Meditate. You, what do I mean by meditate? Here's what I mean. I mean that you read. And what do you read? You read the word of God. There are a lot of great things you can read. There's some good books out there. But I'm talking about the book that comes straight from heaven, the Bible, God's word. Read it. Next, think about it. Think about his word. Think about God. Think about what he's done in your life. Number, number three here, pray. Talk to God. Have a continual talk with God. I would have you do this. Don't be like, okay, now I'm going to say this set prayer to God and it takes two minutes and then we're done. No, have an ongoing conversation with God. Me and my wife, we have an ongoing conversation even when we're in different cities and she's uh, at Carrollton uh, working in a lab and I'm at home uh, making kids clean up their rooms. It's like we're in two different places, but the phone will ring and our conversation just keeps going. Anybody have a relationship with like a, I have a relationship with friends, right? That I'll call them up and I go, so what happened now? And they're like, you won't believe so-and-so did this. And we're like, it's the ongoing saga of my friendship with these people. We have this, prayer ought to be like that. It's the ongoing saga of Rick and his God. That's prayer. And it's ongoing talk with him and, and the appreciation of him and his power flowing in your life. That. That, that is prayer and it's a conversation where not only you talk to God, but you listen and hear him talk to you. Pray, pray, pray. And then you worship. Turn everything into worship. Everything goes to glorifying God. As you are reading your Bible, turn your heart to glorifying God. God, I thank you for this verse. This is absolutely true. Even, even the... The verses that you read and you're like, I have no idea what that means. God, you must be really smart. Worship. Right? <laughs> I'm so glad that you put up with a, 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 a dummy like me. Lord, I'm so low in my intelligence compared to yours. You're so great. What is that? That is worship. That's, that's lifting up who he is and thinking about him. Everything turns into worship. A lot of people have been asking me, what happened to Will? Did they ever find out what 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 what? What was going on with your son? He was in the hospital for nearly a month. What was going on there? Well, the truth is that the doctors say so many things. You can't narrow one thing down. So I just, I, I tell people that. I'm like, we really would like to know the answer, but I just give all glory to God. I'm so thankful that he's here with me right now in this room. Is anybody thankful with me? Can we turn it into worship? God, I thank you for my son being here with me. I thank you, God. For being me, with me in the trouble and in the worry. God, in Jesus' name. So we're turning everything into worship. And meditate means that we're, we're spending time on it. We're, we're living there. Read, think, pray, worship. Are you doing those things? Because those are the things that produce spirit in your life. Read what you want to produce. Think about what you want to produce. Pray to God about what you want Him to to produce and then worship the one who produces flesh vibes or spirit vibes the wrong vibes always come from what what do you think they come from the flesh y'all are very astute today the flesh is that part of your human nature that attempts to satisfy and solve our human issues with self rather than God 
The flesh is spoken of a lot in your Bible, but I just want you to understand this. Flesh is when you try to get it all together, fix it. You try to do it on your own without God. That is flesh. When you want to try to have fun, but not God's way, but your own way, that's the flesh. If you want to respond to somebody, not how God would want you to respond, but how you feel in your anger, that's the flesh, all right? And when, when you want good things, uh, but you don't want to get them God's way, so you go steal them, right? You go take them in those ways. That is the flesh. Everybody understand that? Galatians 5 tells us about the fruit of the Spirit, but right in front of that, those verses, it tells us about the acts or the works of the flesh. Let's look at them. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. It says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those that live after the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God because the, in, the kingdom of God is the spirit. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. And so you need the spirit producing in your life and not the flesh. The acts of the flesh are obvious, Paul says. They're obvious. Sometimes we justify them as like, well, you know, it's okay. It's all right. No, pretty obvious. Pretty obviously bad. Pretty obvious. The flesh produces bad vibes. Everybody say bad vibes. Bad vibes. The flesh can seem like a good idea at the time, but no one will like the end result. That's what the flesh does. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death. Anybody like that? Does anybody like that as an end result? Is that how you would draw up your five-year plan? All right, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to work out, spend time, and I'm going to die. Does anybody write their five-year plan like that? No, but, but if you govern your life by the mind of the flesh, that's exactly the end result. But it continues. But the mind governed by the Spirit is what? Life and peace. I want to tell you, flesh produces. But it produces death. It produces dead marriages. Every marriage that has died, it was not the Spirit producing in that marriage. It was the flesh producing in that marriage. Dead dreams. That's what the flesh produces. Dead hearts, dead minds, it produces dead churches. I'm telling you, churches can sing about the Spirit, but not be spiritual. They can sing about the Spirit and get off the stage and gossip about each other. That's the flesh. They can lie about each other. That's the flesh. They can judge each other. That's the flesh. They can look at people that come in and judge them. That is not the Spirit. That is the flesh. Flesh may have right application. Listen to this. Flesh may have the right application, but you watch, they will have the wrong motivation. This is what you need to do, but you're doing it for the wrong reason. But then flip that because it's also just as likely. Flesh may have the right motivation, but then have the wrong 
application. Do you see that? Flesh is going to get one of those things wrong, if not both of those things wrong. Ray Kroc was a businessman who bought a fast food restaurant called McDonald's. Have y'all ever heard of that? There was this little, it was a small little food chain at the time. They had just like put out their first uh, restaurant and now their second franchise. And Ray Kroc goes through there as a businessman, a traveling appliance salesman. He's like selling appliances like like, um, Frigidaire's and, and like toaster ovens. I don't know. He's selling these kind of things. And he hears that that this place needs like five different milkshake machines. And he's like, why would any restaurant ever need five milkshake machines? And so he walks into it and he sees this place and he goes, this is the next thing. This is the next thing. I wonder if I could buy it from them. And he does. He buys it from them and the rest is history. He becomes very, very wealthy, no longer a traveling uh, appliance salesman. And he is quoted famously as saying this. He says, Ray Kroc, he says, I believe in God, family, and McDonald's. And in the office, that order is reversed. How about that for a that's a real mixed bag right there. You, you had you at the beginning. You're like, I believe in God. You're like, woo, yeah. I believe in family. Come on, Brother Ray. Come on, preach this. And I believe in McDonald's. Okay, well, okay. But, but then, and in the office, it's completely reversed. What do you think about that? What is going on there? I'm going to tell you, Ray's application and motivation changed with whatever the flesh desired at the moment. If he's in the home, oh, praise Jesus. And thank God for my family and McDonald's. Great company, thankful for it. But in the office, God, you are all the way at the bottom. And family, you're going to have to wait. It's all about those golden arches. Y'all see that? That is flesh. Flesh will change at a moment. If you ever wondered why you could be in a church be swept away with the love of Jesus and then walk outside of the church and somehow get swept away in addiction again. Get swept to get away with, with hatred. What is that? <laughs> Something changed and it was not the spirit that changed, but it was what was producing in your life. The circumstances changed and it can change your motivation and your application. There's a pastor at a wonderful church in Brooklyn. It's called the Brooklyn Tabernacle. His name is Jim Cimbala. That church is amazing. I remember hearing this story once about him. He would sit down with married couples, and he would would talk to them and do marriage counseling. And there are times when you're counseling with people that they, they may not agree, right, But then there are times where you're counseling with people, they don't agree on anything, right? Anything at all. And nor will they accept any wisdom. And nor will they receive correction. And so you're at this standstill, and it's an awful place to be as a pastor. So here's what this pastor would do. Simbala would stop the counseling session, and he would order the couple to go sit in the prayer room. Now, I want you to understand this. 
He didn't tell them to go pray in the prayer room. He didn't tell them to go read their Bible. He told them just go sit in a room where prayer is happening. Go sit in an atmosphere where the spirit is present. I'm telling you, some of your friends, all they need to do is actually sit in this presence with you and it will change some things in their life. I don't know what you are going through today, but you are in the presence of the spirit of God and it will produce something great in you. Pastor Simbola has this quote. He says it. He says, you can't counsel the flesh. That's really good. You can't give wisdom to flesh. You can't correct flesh. You can't give victory to flesh. Flesh will only receive love on its terms. Flesh, you can't counsel the flesh. But the spirit that can receive wisdom. The spirit that can produce good things. He wouldn't even tell them to go pray, but at least sit in the atmosphere of prayer today. Today, before today's over, we're going to be praying in this place. I want you to just try that. Maybe if you don't feel like coming up and praying, why don't you take a moment, not talk to the person next to you, but just close your eyes and let God's spirit be your atmosphere for a moment. And then ask God, what, are you, what will you produce in me? What will your spirit produce in me? You know what? After those people were in the presence of the spirit, Pastor Simbola was often able to counsel them. And they had a turnaround in their life. Flesh may have the right application, but it will have the wrong motivation. Flesh may have the right motivation, but it will have the wrong application. But spirit... What does it tell us it brings? It brings both life and peace. Spirit has the right application and the right motivation. See that? Flesh brings death. Spirit brings life and peace. And in that life and peace, you have motivation and application. Really quick, flesh violates. Everyone say flesh violates. Think back to Galatians 5 where it said the acts of the flesh are obvious. Flesh violates sexual sacredness. The sacredness of your sexuality. God created sex for a purpose and it was sacred and holy. Flesh violates it. What does it say? In that list of the works of the flesh, it brought up sexual immorality. That's a violation. It brought up impurity. It brought up debauchery. It violates sacred sexuality. Uh, flesh violates sacred worship. We're supposed to worship only the Lord with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But what did it say in those verses? It brought up idolatry and it brought up witchcraft. Flesh also violates brotherly love. The Lord Jesus tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, to love one another in the same way that Christ has loved us. But flesh violates that brotherly love. What's also on that list of the works of the flesh? Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. And lastly, flesh violates community. We had the words drunkenness in there. And we had the word orgy in there. 
and, and the like, it says. What is that? That is a community being broken, being violated by the works of the flesh. Flesh violates, but what does the spirit do? It protects. The flesh protects. The spirit protects, sorry. Spirit protects sacred sexuality because it's love. Spirit protects sacred worship. It always puts the right thing in its priority. And God, you are always the right one. Spirit protects brotherly love. And spirit protects community. It's time to take a vibe check. Let's have a vibe check today. What is your vibe? What comes out of you is a reflection of what is within you. So what's within you? Who is producing in you? Romans 8 and 5 says this. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance to the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. What's producing? Is it the flesh or is it your mind? Very quickly, I've got a story in your Bible. It's the story of Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau are... They're twin brothers. They're twin brothers. And it says that inside their mother, they were battling. I want to tell you that there is a battle going inside you also. And it is the battle of the flesh and in the spirit. And inside their mother, they're tossing, they're turning, they're wrestling even within her. That is a picture of what's happening inside of every one of us. Every one of us, there is a battle going on against flesh and spirit. Esau. Esau is the type and shadow of the flesh. Esau is willing to sell everything for temporary relief and pleasure. He has a birthright. That birthright was everything. Do you know that that birthright was about the Messiah coming? The birthright was about Jesus Christ coming through his line. That's what that was about. But one day, in a certain situation, a certain application and motivation changed everything. And he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. He was just hungry in that moment. That is what the flesh will do. I'm telling you, the flesh will sell out your marriage very quickly. The flesh will sell out your ministry really quickly. The flesh will sell out heaven and your calling in Jesus Christ very quickly quickly ask Esau Hebrews says that he wept with bitter tears over what he had lost the flesh will lose you a great deal of things it will lose your relationships it will lose your friends it will lose you a future it will lose all things and it will end up in death but Jacob now Jacob's a mixed bag right Jacob what a wild one he is He's a deceiver. He's a hill grabber. His name means deceiver and hill grabber. That's what he is. But I want to tell you about Jacob. Jacob was willing to wrestle. He wrestled in his mother's womb. But there's a moment where he wrestles with God all night long. He wrestles, why? To know God more. He says, tell me your name. I will not let go until you tell me your name and you bless me I want more knowledge of you and I want more of you in my life and he just wrestles with God and that's why God changes his name that night and his new name means 
wrestles with God, contends with God. What's that name? Somebody say it. Israel. Israel, that's what that word means. That's what that name means. He wrestles. He's willing to wrestle. He's also willing to work. He shows up. He shows up at Laban's house, his, his uncle, and he says, I want to marry that girl right there. And he says, absolutely, you can. You're going to have to work seven years. And he says, yeah, I'll work. I'll work every day for a relationship with that person. That's spiritual right there. That's the work of the Spirit. It is willing to work for the things of the Spirit. Willing to keep praying, keep trusting, to keep coming to church, to keep believing. It works. It works. And then there's this whole crazy part we won't go quite into where he's with Leah instead of Rachel. Wild part of your Bible right there. And when he realizes, oh my goodness, I've married the wrong woman. He's willing to wait. He's willing to wait for Rachel. He's willing to wrestle. He's willing to work. And he's willing to wait. These are the things of the Spirit. They that wait upon the Lord. What does that word mean? The word actually means to serve. To serve the Lord as a waiter. Like to serve Him. Those that serve the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow faint. What is it? They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. There it is. Esau, he's the flesh. What happens to his family? It no longer exists. I'm telling you, flesh always ends in death. And the, his family line absolutely ends and is no more because the things of the flesh, that's what happens. But Jacob, he became Israel, and his line exists forever. And in his family line, there is a king who will forever sit on the throne. His name is Jesus. Are you a Jacob or are you an Esau? Are you a Jacob who is a, a, one who produces by the Spirit? Are you Esau who produces by the flesh? Last, I want to remind you, in this vibe check, you have to change your desire. We read that scripture in, in, in Romans 8 about those that live according to the flesh. They, they have their mind set on what the flesh desires. And those who live according to the spirit, they have their mind set on what the spirit desires. So really quick, what's your desire on today? You got to change your desire. You got to change your desire and that allow his spirit to produce in you. Remember, you need God's spirit. And you need to repent of your sin and what sin produces. And then you need to let the spirit overflow in your life. Do you want God to produce that in your, in your life right now? These altars are... For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you. So be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214 856 0550. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.